following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. And I'm trying to get Mario up, but hold on. I gotta unmute the people. Unmute, unmute. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Anti hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. Who? And from Suplex City, bitch, our third man. Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? Yo. This is the Lucha Outsider Show, and yes, we are back. Still quarantined. Still. We're still giving you a new uh, show. A new show. Yeah. Right here. What's up? What's going on, guys? Not much. Not much. How are we? How are we after the? I like how Sam is sticking to the gimmick that he's been doing for all these previous shows, watching something while we're doing the show. That is so unprofessional, Sam. You know, you know what's funny? I'm watching Los Pariquas versus uh, who are these guys? The Disciples of Apocalypse from the first In Your House Damn. on right. the WWE Network. And, All right. uh, who was in Los Pariquas again? Los Pariquas didn't get over. They never got over, man. Because they got booked like shit. <laughs> Yo, that one guy, I don't know what his name is. He's hairier than I am. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, before we start, hold on. Hashtag it's rebel time. Yeah. Ah, that's some good stuff right there. All right, Leo, what's up? What's going on, man? Not much, bro. Just here trying to make things happen. I've uh, been watching a little bit of wrestling of whatever's been on. Uh, excited about what's going on. Uh, and, okay. I, and I heard you guys last week on uh, Instagram Live. Good show. A lot of good information in there. Yeah, you know, we did a quick hour uh, talking about Money in the Bank, which we'll talk about now after what transpired last week. Uh, but, yeah, you know, from time to time, Sam and I, or maybe Sam mm-hmm. Sam and someone else or whoever, or me and someone else or whoever, we'll probably do IG Lives and, you know, just to get something out there when we don't do shows. Right, Sam? Yeah, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Whenever you uh, whenever you want, you know, we could do that. So Sam looks like he's, like, right now in another world. Yeah, what bro, Savio Vega was a fucking legend, bro. I well, okay, as much as I like Savio Vega or whatever, let's not worry about Savio Vega, and let's talk about some current <laughs> yeah. stuff. Savio Vega is All not right, in well, Lucha Outsiders. In the bank? No, 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 before, about? no, we're not. See, this is why you can't lead a show. You know, Because you don't even know what direction we're going to go to, go. right? Ma- so know your role, stay right there, and don't worry about Savio Vega. There you go. I'm going to worry about Savio Vega. 
All right. The <laughs> biggest news of the week would probably been Money in the Bank, but we can't talk about Money in the Bank. No. Because we got to talk about Becky Lynch. Yeah, it wasn't me. I didn't get her pregnant. It wasn't me. Uh, listen, if, if it was you, I would look at Becky Lynch so different. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why, <laughs> Becky? Hold on. Four yogurts, bro? Really? Okay, we got a little co-pilot in the back. He went to the refrigerator and just brought four yogurts. Hey, I'm going to go take care of that. But yeah, Becky Lynch, that's not my baby. Go. All right. So Becky Lynch came out Monday night. There's a rumor going around during the day that she had this big announcement to make. Rumors started flying out of nowhere. What could it be? Blah, blah, blah. A lot of pregnancy started coming up. Is she pregnant? She pregnant? She pregnant? She came out, and she didn't come out as Becky Lynch the man. She came out as Rebecca, like not Becky. Like yeah, She yeah. wasn't in, in character. She wasn't none of that. She came out. She was very emotional. Um, and I remember when we were talking about it, you kind of said like she probably like you know it looked like she didn't want to like go out this way if you will but um she came out with the money in the bank briefcase and she kept on saying like you know this is probably what it's like bittersweet for her oscar came out you know saying a whole bunch of stuff in japanese and becky lynch just came out said that you know that while the money in the bank match ladder match was for the money in the bank she rose up the stakes like you know she put more stakes into it and she opened up the case and you see the raw women's championship she gives it to oscar oscar then goes nuts running all over the place screaming more japanese uh, i think she even hit byron saxton at one point which i enjoyed and she came back to the <laughs> ring and becky lynch tells oscar now you go be a warrior and i'm gonna go be a, a mother or a mom i forget exactly what she said and she said mom because five minutes later, WWE had a, the mom shirt for sale. Available everywhere, right. WWEshop.com. Right, which <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and, you know, she goes out and, you know, Asuka hugs her and Becky's kind of crying. And no more Becky. Becky's going to be, you know, she went from being the man to the mom. And, you know, Sam, you were saying, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to allow you to tell the people what your thoughts want, was on it, but you said that, she didn't seem that happy. No. It, when I watched that back, uh, it almost seems like she's sad, you know, and I know that she's probably happy because we spoke off air. It's been known that, you know, female wrestlers have a hard time getting pregnant due to all the bumps that they're taking. And, you know, we've seen high risk pregnancies in the past go left, like what happened with awesome Kong in the past and, and things like that. And, uh, may young, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Anyway, um, fucking, well, what I'm saying is, um, she, I'm sure she's happy because, you know, this is, you know, a, a miracle, if you will, or, you know, uh, um, something to celebrate. But at the same time, she's the biggest star in the company. You, you know, you could argue Roman Reigns, you could argue, uh, you know, female, whoever else, fucking Drew McIntyre, whatever. Becky Lynch is the biggest face in that, in that company. Um, Was no matter what you say. Right. She was selling out all the, the merchandise, the chalk line jackets last year before Re WrestleMania. You couldn't get one. You know what I mean? Those, uh, the man shirts were all over the place. I wore one in WrestleMania 35. So, like, all I'm saying is she's at the top right now. It's right. almost, it reminds me, and we've, we've gone back and said that her, um, her career is very Stone Cold adjacent. It almost reminds me of when Stone Cold wound up having to get the neck surgery and they wrote him off TV by getting hit by the car. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, for the rock, this is, 
Right. This is going to be, you know, obviously like a year, a year and a half without Becky Lynch. I don't think that she's going to retire. She might come back. I don't know if she's going to be coming back in a full-time capacity. Uh, we see, you know, Edge and, and, and Beth Phoenix kind of swinging like uh, a part-time schedule here and there. But, you know, with the way Seth Rollins is going, I don't see Becky Lynch really returning as a as a like, full-time roster spot. And you could tell, like, she was – she was sad and it was kind of sad watching it. And, you know, I'm very happy for her at the same time, but it's, it's like, like you said, what she said, bitter, bittersweet. Right. And it's crazy for her to go out like that because you think about what if the fans were there, if there was 20,000, 15,000 people there to, to share that moment with her, maybe it would have been a little bit sweeter for her, but to, hand over the title in an empty, you know, arena, pretty much where she started out at, at the Performance Center. Now, is it an empty and, arena or isn't it just an empty gym? Yeah, it's not even an <laughs> arena. You're right. It's a, it's a, it's like a gym. It's a gym of Jays. It's, yeah. it's a Performance Center. It's not very big. So it's like. Pretty much what, pretty much what WWE is giving us is studio shows. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something they said they were not. <laughs> we're, we're a live <laughs> event show. <laughs> no, yeah. now you're not. We make movies here. <laughs> So, but officially, yeah. have they said anything about her even like coming back, or is well, just speculation? That's too. That's too soon to even, you know, mm. predict that. But I'd, some interesting notes that I could take from all of this, right? First of all, for those people that that judging them and saying, "Oh, Seth used used protection," like, li listen, I, I get that they entertain us on our television screen. But they're humans too. Yeah, they're, like they're, they're their humans. life is their like, life. They're no different from us three. Like they have their lives. I'm happy for both Becky and Seth here. Let me tell you something. This baby, this kid, boy or girl, might be the most talented, like upcoming wrestler in, no. in like 20 years from now or whatever. Mm -mm. If their kid, their seed decides to pursue <laughs> a wrestling career, that might be the most talented seed ever. That's right. <laughs> You think about, oh, my God, you think about that's a hybrid of Becky and Seth. That's fucking crazy to think about. Imagine, like, the in-ring ability and the, uh, you know, the, the fucking mic skills coming out of that kid. Jesus Christ. But, man, oh. I'm happy for them, too. It's just it's just sad that Becky had to give it right. up, like, you know. And I it's, think, it's and, and, you br and you bringing that up, saying how, you know, it, it was bittersweet and how it ended. Like, think about this, like. The interesting notes, my biggest takeaways from this whole thing was if you look at Becky's run when she became the man persona, it hasn't even been two years yet. It no. hasn't been two years. It hasn't been that long. No. And she kind of peaked. Like, she was there. Like you said, she was the star because now she's done. She's done ski. You know, she's going to, you know, move on to this second part of her life, if you will. This well, new at, part of her at life. least for the next two years. Right. So WWE lost their biggest star. Now, who could take that throne? We don't know. Another takeaway that I that that I got out of all this is, man, listen, I love Oscar. I love Oscar. I'm happy she wanted money in the bank, but man, I didn't like her just jumping around, her acting reaction? all crazy during Becky's moment. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I would have been if you take all of that away. Becky hands her the title. She's in shock. And then they would have cut right to the spot where Becky says, now you go be the warrior and I'm going to go be the mom. Like if they cut 
straight from there, then it would have been perfect. Because I feel because if you've been reading the reports, it seems like nobody really knew what Becky's announcement was, including Oscar. Oscar had no clue that she was going to become champion. Oscar yeah. had no clue that mm. Becky was going to make this announcement. So everything came out organic. But I just wish that we didn't get that. Like mm. I, I didn't. It just didn't. It didn't fit well with what Becky's moment was gonna be. Do you think another it, thing, it felt another, more? Another big takeaway uh, yeah. that I got out of this whole thing was, if you if you continue watching throughout the night, it's like, all right, we know Becky is gonna be long gone for a while, right? But they still already put. They're planting seeds already, because with Shayna, when they cut to Shayna and Charlie's, you know, interviewing Shayna, Shayna goes like, oh. What kind of like irresponsible like champion are you? You know, getting pregnant or whatever. And what's so great about being overweight and barefoot, eating bomb bombs at your house? Like Shane is already throwing <laughs> shots. So whenever Becky comes back, then there's your storyline right there. No. Yo, you were talking about me. Like you know, they they could go straight to there. Whether that's a year or two from now, which you know it's it's going to be longer than a year in my opinion. Another thing that in in a comedic way, right, is yo. Becky is two and zero with Ronda Rousey because Ronda takes another L because <laughs> Becky gets pregnant and Ronda ended up leaving to start this family, and she hasn't gotten pregnant yet. Now I'm not trying to be insensitive. I know it's not easy to get pregnant. I, I get, understand all that, but just just based on Ronda's track record and sometimes how she acts on social media, whatever, it's like, damn, you took another L from <laughs> Becky. <laughs> No, nah, and, oh, and and you know what? Especially like in the wrestling world, that's why I asked what I asked. You know, is there anything out there like concrete, concrete information? Because we're very quick to to jump on the on the ledge and say, oh, you know, no, now she's gonna be out for five years. Hey, you never know. W she might be that important that WWE may even set up a a, a moving daycare. You know what I mean? Or give you're them right. a tour bus. I, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me at all. You're you're absolutely right. So again, like minimum nine months, ten months. I say a year, right? That's minimum because then all the right. baby's. But hey, you never know. She may come back and 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 <laughs> knowing Vince, they'll probably put the baby in some type of storyline. You know, like put a fake nah, baby or nah, something. Nah, nah, nah. You never. No, no. Nah. This is coming from a guy that that made somebody punt a fake baby into the crowd. Yo, not, but not, that was 15 years ago. Yeah, but come on. The man's old. He'll do anything. He'll do anything for ratings. That, that was 15 years ago when <laughs> Snitsky punted a baby. I know. <laughs> but you know what? And again, it's it's their life. If they want right. to go ahead and say, you know what? Becky's going to do the stay-at-home thing. Don't, don't be so... You have to listen to me. I'm a fan. No, man. They have lives. Let them do what they got to do. And if they right. feel like coming back, if they feel that itch to come back, then they'll figure out a way to come back. But again, right. you have to understand, and this is the biggest thing I think that the three of us always talk here, is that you need to understand. By the way, Sam, that's what's up with the Puerto Rican tattoo. Um that people need to understand is they have lives, you know, they have lives. They're people. They're not just a puppet that shows up on your TV three or four times a week. They actually have lives and they have things and they want families just like everybody else does. So, you know right. what? And, and this whole thing with Roman Reigns and people getting mad at him for staying out of the wrestling world, this, this and that, it kind of falls along the same line. He's yeah. putting his family over his career and people do that every day. 
So right. again, with Becky and Seth, I'm happy for them. I saw a meme going around that they said this is the second Irishman that uh, his title reign was cut short by uh, Seth Rollins. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Uh, by the way, the people are saying the baby takes an RKO. I see it. I see it. Or maybe it gets punted or something. I don't know. That's so that's so fucking random. But let's. So you mentioned Seth, Leo. So we're gonna talk about Seth. So based on what we saw from Raw. So fast forward, Money in the Bank. Uh, Seth and Drew McIntyre had a great match yes. with no crowd. I can only imagine how that match would have been if they had a live crowd. But they had a great match. Drew goes over, rightfully so. At the end of the match, they shake hands, and Seth shakes his hand. So I'm like, wow, what are they gonna do with Seth here? Fast forward to Monday night. Becky makes the announcement. So here's the question I have for both of you. If you looked at Seth's appearance, he looked broken, all right? He looked broken. He looked crazy. Hair Mm -hmm, looking crazy. mm -hmm. He looked lost, whatever. Here's my question to you guys. Is Seth broken because of the loss to McIntyre, or is he broken because of this Becky announcement? I'll say both, man. I say both. It's it's almost like they're going to tie it in. It, it does feel like that because just to have the announcement and then all of a sudden now he's staring off in his face and his hair's all crazy. It's almost <laughs> like they're going to tie it in. Like they're going to make this into a storyline like Becky's pregnant and, and everything like that. Um, man, I, I kind of hope that they don't steer that way. I hope that they're just going to steer in the way that, you know, he took the L from McIntyre and now he's almost questioning himself as like the Messiah of Monday nights. Like he, is he really, you know, as good as he thinks he is? And now he's going to go a little stir crazy in his own mind. And mm-hmm. That's the route they go because I really don't need to see a fucking pregnancy storyline, especially with Becky off TV in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like, let's let's keep it kayfabe. Let's keep it, you know, between the, the, the two guys that are actually having uh, – you know, an interaction, if you will, yeah. in the ring. You know what I mean? I don't need no fucking extra don't, curriculum. Don't dirty the storyline. Right. You know? So now, now, how do you guys feel about this broken thing? Because I kind of saw, like, oh, he's going to he's gonna be broken just like Matt Hardy. I, I don't think he's going to be broken just like Matt Hardy yeah, yeah. with the vignettes and stuff like that. I just think he's... Bro- the reason why I made the comparison of broken is because yeah. he, looks, he looks broken. No, no, he does. I don't it, think he's going to... I don't think he's gonna like talk like Matt Hardy and have like the broken brilliance type gimmick. I don't think he's gonna do that. I just, I just find it odd how, as the night progressed on Raw, yeah. even with Rey Mysterio congratulating him or whatever, and then right. he refused to shake Rey Mysterio's hand, and then Mysterio just goes like, "What a dick!" Yeah. <laughs> like it just, it just like it just so like I, I'm, I'm interested to know the direction they're gonna go with Seth, even if they don't say that. The reason he's broken, you know, and the and I'm using the word broken because there's no other word to say. Yeah. But the reason he's broken may have nothing to do with um the whole Becky announcement, you know. Mm. But it's just the fact that they're not acknowledging it. It kind of comes off like part of the reason he's like this is because Becky made this announcement, you know. Yeah. So so it's kind of worse <laughs> that that they don't address it than just addressing right. it and say, you know what, he's crazy because of something else. Because it would it would have made more sense, like especially after what we saw with Seth attacking, like Mysterio, like kind of losing his mind, losing yeah. his shit or whatever. And kind of way that made more sense if Seth would have just told Ray, like, don't don't this better be the last time you mention my seed coming out of your mouth. You, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? If you would have said something like that, 
Yeah, like you're standing up for your. And again, I think with this whole Becky thing, just mention it once. You got over it. Like I don't need to hear about it every other day. Like, well, right. listen, they, they, listen, they're gonna be selling this mom merch. No, no, so I know, I know. We're, so, we're gonna be hearing it every week. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this: like, don't don't make it about every time Seth Rollins comes out, you're gonna talk about Becky Lynch. Like right, sometimes, right, right, sometimes right. it's but good. It's, it's WWE, yeah. Leo. It's WWE. So no, no, I know, I know. But that's why, that's why I, I'm, I'm making the questions that I made because, again, on our feed the day after, people, you know, a thousand people had, you know, something to say about this, uh, and and at the end of the day, it's like when you look at it, right? It's okay. I know that they're together, just like Selena Vega and Alistair Black, but you don't need to acknowledge it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You don't need to acknowledge it on live TV every time that Alistair Black comes in, right? Well, like, they, they, the, the thing with that, see, the thing with that is I, they don't acknowledge it at all. Like, I know. Celine, like, during during matches, right, and Alistair Black's in the match, like, fighting one of the her L, L, you know, LIJ members of WWE, right? Yeah. Zelina be talking shit to Alistair Black. Yeah, she does. She does a great job too. But, right, but okay, but but it play it plays to the whole kayfabe uh, ideal, right? Where we go through the curtain, I don't know you. You know what I mean? We go through the right. curtain, we're enemies. You know, even though we could be friends right. in the back, we go through the curtain. We're putting on a show. That's kind of like you going to watch a movie, right? And then you see these two guys that hate each other on screen. But hey, they were the same directors that are putting the the movie together, and they're inseparable. You know what I mean? I need that 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 front of the house type of thing. And again, with Seth Rollins and and Becky Lynch, I don't like it. But WWE is gonna push it down our throats and and say, hey, you know what? The mom and the mom. You can get the mom shirt. And how many times are you gonna get a, a video montage with the title and showing her? You know, like the women's title. I don't know, man. So speaking about Ray, Ray's attack or whatever, there's a conflicting reports out there. There's a rumor going around that Ray Mysterio signed the new deal. Originally, after what we saw on Money in the Bank, where Corbin threw threw yeah. Ray Mysterio and Alistair Black over the building or whatever and landed at a second tier roof. Yeah, people. A, a lot of people speculating that that was how they were going to write off Ray Mysterio. Right? They pop at. They pop up a raw like nothing happened. I'm like, y'all can't even wait a week. Like, wait right. a week. It's all right. Wait a week. Like, who so are now you? Now there's CM rumors Punk? coming out. <laughs> now there's rumors coming out that the reason why we got this Ron's attack to Mysterio is this is a way to write him off because apparently he hasn't signed a new deal. So whether he did or he didn't, we gotta wait and see. Damn. So that so he apparently he hasn't signed a new deal. So that's the way you write well, him some off. Some people are saying that he did sign a new deal. Other people are saying that he didn't sign a new deal. Damn. We don't know. I guess we gotta wait and see. Sammy? Yeah. I, you know, I hope he didn't, to be honest with you. Uh, unless, like, they're going to finally do, like, a retirement angle with him and he rides off into the sunset, you know, the correct way. Because he, he's one of those guys that deserves, like, a nice send-off, I think, in my, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because what have they really been doing with him? You know what I mean? This guy, he's, he's a fucking legend. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that he should be, like, running with the title or anything like that. You know, but his run with the WWE, it's been always riddled with injuries. You know, we saw him get squashed at WrestleMania 35. I don't know, man. I just kind of wish he would just go, leave, and leave that roster spot open for somebody younger and then maybe help AEW or, you know, go back to Mexico or fucking go to, well, not New Japan. We go to AEW. That's what I would like to see him do. And, and right off into the sunset the correct way because I know they would do him justice, you know? Because WWE, they haven't really 
they haven't really been doing shit with them. You know? Am I wrong? No. I mean, they haven't. His his um his what you call his uh Workload. recent run in the WWE. Why he looks amazing shape, but it's been underwhelming. It's been an underwhelming run. Um, you mentioned Don't the whole squash at WrestleMania 35. I was, I'm in favor for that. He did, he he needed to get squashed. Joe needed that moment more than Ray. Yeah, I I agree that Joe needed a moment, but did it need to be with Ray? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I understand Ray was injured at the time, and that's part of why Ray's been used the way he is because his his body isn't holding up, and you got to remember that he is older. But I don't know, man. Just like I feel like it could have been done so much better. Like. I remember Stan Albus and him were doing great matches at the time. They could have put those two together. They could have did something different with him. And, you know, for him to come out and get squashed like that, it's just, it's sad. You know, it's it's sad to see. And it, it's almost like everybody that left to do their own thing and then came back wound up getting, like, jobbed out. Like, we saw Matt Hardy get right, fucked over. We right. saw Kurt Angle get fucked over. We saw Rey Mysterio get fucked over. So, Right. See, like Vince does hold a little grudge. Yeah, he'll he'll sign you back for the money and to sell your action <laughs> figure and put you in a video game so people will fucking buy it. But at the end of the day, he's gonna put you in some fucking. Yo, up you know, it's funny you mentioned that, right? It's funny you mentioned that because now that I think about it, remember we were talking about how like yo how come they don't get rid of Mojo Rawley? Because the dude is useless, right? Even though he's great on the mic. And then it was like, yo, WWE's hope is like, yo, they could get, um, you know, oh. the Gronk in. They got, yeah. So they get the Gronk in, right? Now Gronk is going to go play play football again. Yo, no sign of Mojo whatsoever. It's crazy, yo. <laughs> now that, he's got the 24-7 title. Knowing Gronk, he probably Nobody gives a shit. shit about that title, Sam. <laughs> yo, I love that. That was so much fun. The R2 It was fun, was but it was a meaningless title. Yes, it was fun. If they would have implemented a bit of some of the hardcore rule matches that we used to get back in the day, like actually have legit matches, yeah, it would have been okay. But the whole... I agree. Not into the 24-7 championship. Not into it. I liked it, it. I liked it for the segments. I, I love the, the entertainment that, you know is part of WWE sports entertainment when they do it right. Um, you know, so I was all in favor for it. And like, think about honest. some of the talents. Like, like, let me, let me give you an example. I'm going to just mention two guys here, like Eric Young and EC3, right? Former world champions in TNA. And they come to raw. Now they're with the WWE and they're, they're at raw and they, you know, they, they probably have like, you know, like a, a board saying like what segments people are going to be. And they're like, Oh shit! I'm part of this 24/7 segment running around. Like, come on, man! These are world former world champions. Would you rather have them in catering, not doing shit? I yeah. guarantee you, they'd rather be in catering <laughs> than running around like two assholes, getting pinned or not even. I, I, I'm almost positive they'd rather be sitting in catering than making a jackasses out of themselves, running around like schmucks. Oh no. I don't know. I, I, now, I, like, if you're I in a spot, like, if you're that. in a spot like an R Truth or like a Drake Maverick, where you got to shine, of course that's great. But why do I want to run around like an idiot? Well, you could be sitting in catering, eating the shitty chicken, as Zack Ryder called it the other day, and busted open. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly, if you're gonna fly me out 
at least use me. I don't care if you're going to fucking have me running around in a chicken suit or wherever the fuck trying to beat somebody for a green strap. You know, it's better than just sitting around being like, God damn, they flew me out here and I'm just watching the show from the back. You know what I mean? So I'll respectfully disagree with that. But um, it, it gave guys a segment like guys like an EC3, like, um, you know, an Eric Young, like Titus O'Neil. You know what I mean? Not saying Titus O'Neil's like on their level because he never held a world championship. But I'm saying these guys that are sitting and catering, at least they, they get a little TV time. So they're being used. I think something. Someone, maybe they, they maybe they think it's something. But I the way I look at it is a lot of these people got integrity. And it's like, I don't want to be running around like a moron. <laughs> well, here, here's one thing that I'll say. I feel like that 24-7 title really highlighted Drake Maverick's skills. Because before but he, that, but they they put him in a top spot though, just like in our truth. That's a little bit different. We're not going to compare what our truth and Drake Maverick did with the title and those segments to being in the background, running around, fucking slipping on a somewhere Banana like peel. a EC three and a fucking you know Eric Young and like Cedric Alexander was part of the shenanigans with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it gives you well, an opportunity. It gives you an opportunity to seize the moment. Well, I'm listen, saying. this is a co- and based on this conversation, way. this is what the friends of the show have learned right now. If me and you were working for the WWE, mm-hmm. I would be having my integrity. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna be sitting in catering, and Sam <laughs> would be on live television, fucking slipping and falling yeah. on live TV. I would. I, I would. I would take. I would take the banana peel segment. Sam and then, then when then when Sam comes back to the the. the, the behind the curtain or whatever. I'm just sitting there looking at him like this. Sam's going to be no way, Jose. (laughs) This is what we learned, but let's move on. Let's move on. So also coming out of Raw, Edge and Orin, the feud ain't done. And they said a word that we don't get a lot in WWE TV, and that's the word wrestling. They're going to have a wrestling match. Edge didn't agree to the match, but obviously we're going to get the match at Backlash. Randy Orin said that he's a a better wrestler than Edge. And... What I loved about this segment was how Edge didn't say a word. It showed a lot of emotion. You looked at Edge's face, it looked like he was questioning himself. Can I beat Randy Orton in a wrestling match? Mm -hmm. This is what I hated about the segment. I love Charlie Caruso. I met her. She's more beautiful in person. But why, at the end, did she have to say... This might be one of the greatest wrestling matches in history if it happens at Backlash. Why did you say that? Who booked her to say that? It's not her fault, by the way. But who booked her to say this shit? McMahon. It's terrible. McMahon. Yeah, yeah that, that screams McMahon. I could almost hear his voice instead of her voice saying it. It's something that I'm watching the first In Your House right now when you know he was still on commentary. It, it almost... It's something that he would say when he was on commentary. So it's almost like he was feeding it into her ear through the earpiece. Uh, but I agree with you, man. That that segment is great. All the younger talent needs to watch Edge. Right. And the way that he uses his face uh, to sell the moment. Like, you could say so much just with your facial expressions. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of the younger talent, they, they've yet to get that. You know? So that's all I can say about that. It looks like they're booking the, the feud backwards since we got a blow-off match first, and now we're going into a wrestling match. And, you know, I'm excited for it because 
this is the really the first wrestling match we're going to get from Edge because you know what we got at WrestleMania wasn't really a wrestling match. That was right. you know me and you could do that. You know, give us a fucking you know a bunch of fucking uh, weapons and we could beat the shit out of each other and tell a story. We've been watching this shit long enough to know what we're doing. When we get a wrestling match at Edge, that's going to be something to really like see because right. that's what we miss. That's what we miss. You know, right. uh, the hardcore shit anybody can do that. You look at half the fucking ECW roster. Uh, with all due respect, uh, none of them were really known as Matt technicians, you know. Right. So, uh, I'm excited for it. You know, they they they're continuously doing what they can to to entertain us through this fucking pandemic, and uh, you know, it's good shit, as Vince would say. It just it also goes to show, as much as we're praising Edge, we should praise Orin too, because when Orin's motivated and he's invested in something, he continuously hits home runs, and that promo is great from him too. Yeah, yeah. It, it also it, it reminds you that, like, he can be unmotivated because we saw him in Ricochet, and that wasn't that great. And we've seen him with yeah. other other talents in the past. You know, it's like, you know, this could have been a lot better. You put right. him with Edge, and he's actually like, all right, this is a guy that I could draw money with. Yeah, right. he he's he like, wants to be there type of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, or. All I got to say about him is he needs to have that motivation all the time. Obviously, not everybody's a Hall of Famer like Edge, but if he can push himself, then the other talent will look better at the end, too. And he needs to realize that he's at a point in his career where he's like a locker room leader. He's a fucking Hall of Famer. So he can't be going in with like a shitty attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? It's too, it's too late in Orin's career right now for him to change his ways. Yeah. And this is the way he is. He's always that, that, and that's the reason why he was. While you have the back and forth between Cena and Orin, that's why Cena was always a step ahead of him because he was a locker room re- leader. Orin, to me, people might look at him as a locker room leader, but I don't think he wants that position. He doesn't want it. Because he, like I said, he's only motivated when he's into something, whether it's him and Edge or going back to a year and some change ago when he was feuding with AJ. Not the second AJ feud, the AJ feud that we got back at WrestleMania. Him and the Wyatts, they were, he was invested in those type of programs. All that other stuff in between, he wasn't invested with that because he didn't care. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. Why it they sa- got me booked like this? It sounded like right. he was phoning it in. That's the that's right, feeling right. that you got. All right, so more on the WWE front. Sting. There's a lot of stuff going on with Sting. So Sting and WWE parted ways. Rumors started going around because of a, of a Twitter ex- exchange between Sting and Lance Archer. Sting was praising Lance Archer. Lance Archer was praising Sting back. Cody chimed in and kind of just put, like, the eye emojis. So since Sting and WWE parted ways, all these AEW rumors started coming out. So it come, pretty much what Sting is trying to do is he's, he's a smart man. He's a smart businessman. He's not giving WWE the rights to put out this new figure, a new action figure that was going to come out in their toy line, right? He's not giving them the rights because Sting owns his rights, obviously. Sting wants a match with Taker, not a match like, you know, he wants like a Boneyard thing. I think that's what Sting wants to end and ride off into the sunset. He wants this face-off with Taker mm-hmm. in a Boneyard match. That's what he wants. And until WWE doesn't, you know, gives him that then he's gonna you know he's gonna be like why am i here like why am i gonna sign a new deal i want something so he's playing hard to get and i'm I'm for it man i'm for it and, and this is what i'll say about it man i know that's what sting wants and that's what a lot of people want i mean i would love to see that 
but from what we've seen in this Undertaker documentary, it's almost like he wants to go out in front of a crowd in a traditional wrestling match. And when he comes back through that curtain, he wants to feel like, yeah, that was it. You know what I mean? Like that, I still got it kind of shit. Like, and I feel like we would have got that this year. No. Nope. Had there not been a fucking pandemic with AJ Styles. I think Vince sat him down and was like, all right, well, who do you think you could have that moment with? And he saw AJ and he said, that motherfucker. He reminds me of Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles. And now we got this Boneyard match. And I don't think Undertaker's satisfied. I think his last match is going to be with AJ. And I don't his think last match is going to be when he's 70, bro. Yeah. Right? He just yeah, he's he signed for 15 th- years. Yeah, well, I, there's a lot of things. I don't oh my think, god! I don't. I don't, I don't know when I'm done. Say. When your contract is done, that's when you're done. Nah, man, Listen. I don't think he's gonna be in the ring at all, man. Um, <laughs> not for 15 years at all. Uh, I think we we will get one more good one or two, depend. Well, no. one good one and maybe one and a half bad ones. You know what I'm saying? Like you might go in there <laughs> as this pandemic and. The contradiction. Okay, okay. So I get what you're saying, Sam, and I do agree with you. I think Undertaker, the way he wants to ride out is he wants to have a top level match with a top level competitor in front of fans. Obviously, WrestleMania. I agree with you 110% with all of that. But what does that have to do with Sting? Nothing. Sting could have his last match in a boneyard match with Taker. It doesn't have to be a WrestleMania. It doesn't have to be Taker's last match. Give Sting this moment. Give the fans the moment. We fucked up in the 90s. We couldn't get Sting. We fucked up in the 2000s. We couldn't get Sting. Well, guess what? 25 years later, we're going to give you Sting and Undertaker in a boneyard match. Yeah. It goes It goes back, and I said all that to say, does Undertaker want to do another boneyard match? Of course. He looked like a million bucks. Taker looked like a superstar. Yeah. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Taker looked amazing. What was the last time we all agreed, right? Said, yo, Taker looked amazing. Yo, he looked take amazing. Taker looked like he could kick your the, uh, ass. I think he looked good in the tag match. At, uh, you just Joker. said tag match, Sam. Yes. Tag match. Meal, Sam. You look great in a tag match. Sam, please. Tag Sam. match. You just said it right there. A tag match. Now, no, okay, okay. Now, let's remove the tag match. Right. Come on, Sam. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that that was ten years ago. No, nah, man, I'm trying to think, bro. <laughs> the Brock match at SummerSlam. There's Brock match at SummerSlam where they did the, the pop up and Brock was laughing and he goes, ah, you know, that, that, that that, See, that was, that was good. But that goes back to another conversation that we always have. Like, yo, Brock, when he's invested, he wants to work with guys. He does. Yeah, but but the yeah. overall match was it good? Like, have you gone back to watch? No, no, it no. Good. The SummerSlam match. The sum- now, forget about the 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 ruthless aggression era with Taker and Brock. Yeah. After the thirty match where Brock ended the streak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their best best match in that saga was the SummerSlam match. I agree. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's one after that. I just can't think. Man, nothing well, really. Sam, you're, you're, Sam you're, you're trying to defend Taker, which you've done previous on this show. I love Taker, bro. I love Taker yeah. too, but I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit and be like, "Oh, Taker looks great." Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say is the Goldberg, <laughs> the Goldberg thing wasn't his fault, man. It wasn't his fault. It, but it doesn't matter. Like Mario said, uh, Taker's looking 
for that one time where he goes through the curtain and says, this is it. I'm sorry. I think you've gone past that. Even in even in the Boneyard match, he still looked winded from time to time Man, if you listen, look at us it. Fans, <laughs> listen, us fans, let me let me tell you something. Us fans, we got to be stop, stop being selfish and be yeah. realistic here. I love Taker, too. Taker's in my top five of all time. I love Taker. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. Of course. I'm not going to be sitting here and be like, oh, well, you know, he looked great. Yeah, you know that one time. You know oh, that, that one time when he came out of Survivor Series. <laughs> Listen, I love Taker. And one thing people need to understand, just because somebody looks in great shape doesn't mean that they have great cardio to go in the ring. Yeah. There's a big difference. Big difference. Yeah, being in shape and ring shape are two totally different things. They really are. Well, I remember Taker back in that, in that Survivor Series, 1991. He looked really good there. Listen, when when Taker was the American badass, that was probably the heaviest Taker yeah. was in body, right? And the dude moved phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. So uh, listen, man, I'm for I'm all for Taker doing boneyard matches. I'm I'm also with you. I think he wants to, you know, go right off into the sunset with one 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 on one, whether it's AJ or Daniel Bryan or whoever. In a live crowd, he should go out that way. Someone to that caliber. I don't need to see Undertaker versus Triple H again. Nothing like that. No. I need him to face a young guy in a one-on-one, and then he could ride off into the sunset. But I'm not against him and Sting having a boneyard match because that has nothing to do with Taker. He, <clears throat> Sting wants this match. Now, here's the other rumors that Sting's going to pop up at Double or Nothing and present the the TV title, right? Hey, like, hold on. Pause. Bret Hart. Pause, no. pause, pause, pause. Um, Leo, Dime. You, you already know what I'm calling for. Yeah, hold on. Congratulations. You played yourself. All right. The reason I'm giving you the congratulations, man, is this, well, we're jumping to AEW, which I didn't want to talk about AEW yet because there's still more WWE things. What the fuck, just Sam? To, just to mention this tidbit, Mike Tyson is presenting the TNT Championship. Oh, really? Is he? Oh, it's all God. over the social this media. Guy, I don't watch wrestling, and I know that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, but we'll, we'll talk about AEW. We'll, let's hold off on AEW. Let's just finish up with some WWE stuff. Love you, sir. All right. So let's move on to NXT. Marcel Barcel, Fabian, Fabian Art, um, Eichner from Imperium. Finally, Eichner. thank God. Gracias. They defeated Riddle and Timothy Thatcher for the NXT Tag Team Championships. One, Imperium deserves it. I'm happy that now they added more gold to their faction, which is a good thing. And like we talked about in, I think it was a previous episode, Riddle and Timothy Thatcher was just not working for me. Like, they're both great competitors when they're not together. Now, what I will say is I am interested in this feud now because obviously Timothy Thatcher turned on Matt Riddle. The only nugget that I would have changed was he should have just joined Imperium because in the indies, before all these guys went to the WWE, um, Timothy Thatcher wasn't p- part of Imperium, except they weren't called Imperium. They were called Ring Campa. Mm-hmm. So I wish he would have joined the group. It would have made more sense. But I'm still cool with this uh, Riddle-Thatcher feud. Sam, what you think? Yeah, I like the feud. It, you know, with Pete Dunne missing uh, right now due to the pandemic, it, it makes perfect sense because, you know, it just wasn't working out. I think they even tried uh, last week you know what I mean, or two weeks ago to, to do some kind of weird segment where they were trying to be goofy like the two, and it just didn't hit off. And maybe that was that was 
part of the booking. Maybe that was just part of the whole thing. Like they knew that they were going to do this, uh, this angle. Um, you know, I, I think Timothy Thatcher actually shouldn't be an Imperium because it's, it's a lot of guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, they already got four to add a fifth guy. It's, it's a, it's a lot of guys, but, um, I think this is going to be a good match for the, in your house, little pay-per-view that they got going on. Right. Uh, these two are going to tear it up. We see Matt Riddle. He, he works a really uh, stiff, tr- tremendous style. We've seen it in the past with Velveteen Dream. Um, I think that he he could tear it down with Timothy Thatcher. I think we're going to see a great match between the two. I think we're going to uh, get like a MMA hybrid type style between both guys because that's what they're that's what they're about. You know, they're 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 shoot fighters in a way. You know. Right, right, absolutely. So. Uh, it's going to be something good to see, and I, I honestly think that they could uh, tear it up without it without a crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. me too, me too. Especially, especially the little bit that we got from them on Wednesday night. Um, obviously, the feud is going to continue. So, just based on what they gave us there, I can only imagine how their their rematch happens. Like you said, in your house, because they NXT did announce that they're going to have it in your house, the return of in your house. Uh, takeover, I believe, is June 7th, if I'm not mistaken. I'm into it, man. I'm into um, calling it in your house. I just hope they bring the, the you know, the house gimmick, like on the entrance. They Listen, it's not in your house the, the, if you don't bring that gimmick out. The actual yeah. house? <laughs> yeah, man. They need to do it, bro. Say yeah. what you think. I agree with you 100%. I'm actually watching the first in your house right now on the WWE Network, and I agree, man. I'm not I remember, focusing on the show. Uh, back in the day, Shawn Michaels actually swung from the roof when he was uh, going to wrestle uh, Bulldog when they, they ran that. And I'm looking at the house right now. It's pretty funny. Uh, you said that, man. Uh, he swung from the roof when he, he was wrestling Bulldog when they did that angle with uh, with Bulldog's wife and him. And Cornette was involved. And they were saying that, like, Shawn Michaels was trying to hit on, uh, on Bulldog's wife. Oh, it just cool, brings yeah. back those good memories, those good old school feels. You know what I mean? I think that's what everybody needs right now. A little, right. little nostalgia of the, the good old days, you know? Because things fucking suck right now. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, uh, another thing from the NXT front. It looks like our boy Damian Priest, he's Finn Balor's attacker. I'm into it, man. Um, we've seen what he could do with um, Keith Lee or whatever. Obviously, that feud has ended. Now he's moving on to Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor and Damian Priest could tear it up. Yeah, I think so too. I was really surprised that they gave Grimes that win over Finn. I know it was a it was a dirty, uh, you know, finish or whatever. But like, damn, still Cameron mm. Grimes. I mean, I I don't like his look. The guy could tear it up in the ring, but he looks like some shitty fucking like NPC from uh, from Red Dead Redemption or some shit. Some like weird cowboy, hairy fucking weird gimmick going on there. I don't know. I, you know what's crazy you know what's crazy it's funny that you say that because i have the, the complete opposite of, of cameron Grimes, especially seeing him in the indian indies as trevor lee and then saw the stuff that he did with impact while he was a great wrestler he ne- never really had a character to him or whatever i think him going to nxt the character's starting to come out now so now he has an identity so while it's not your cup of tea which i respect that for, for me i'm into it because now i know what you are not only can you kill it in the ring but you're like the sleazy, dirty guys from like New Orleans or like down south or whatever you want to call it, you know? So I personally don't mind the gimmick, but I do get what you're saying. Yeah. And he, and he could tear it up in the ring. So while it's a dirty <laughs> win, this did, this to me, this helped out Cameron Grimes. Yeah, I like his in-ring work. I just don't like the, I'm not a fan of Cowboys. 
I just, uh, that's just not for me. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And to each his own, you know what I mean? Everybody has their own thing. But fucking, right. um, I, I was just surprised that they gave him the win. You know, it's good for his career. And Damian Priest and Finn, this is going to be, you know, an interesting program. I uh, I think that Damian Priest needs this win. Uh, and I don't mean to sound like they need the job Finn out or whatever, but Finn is a made man. We've seen him take right. L's WWE right. already. He's, a, you know, the first universal champion. This guy's a star, first leader of the Bullet Club. He doesn't need the win against a right. guy that, you know, can potentially become one of the, the top guys in WWE at one point. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a good uh, a good feud. For, uh, and I think with, I think with Balor it is too. Like if he if this was like Raw and SmackDown, I think we would have the attitude like, damn, yo, Balor's taking another L. But see, so he went back to NXT, he rejuvenated himself. So now he's kind of like in a Johnny Gargano role, where if Finn Balor loses, it's not gonna hurt him. Exactly, exactly. All right, yeah. let's talk about um, I guess one of Sam's highlights of the week. We're gonna blend in SmackDown and Money in the Bank. Because I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Otis is now Mr. Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck with Otis, man. I'm so happy for him. Oh, man. Yo, here's, here's what I got to say. Here's what I got to say about Otis, all right? Who else was going to win that Money in the Bank? Rey Mysterio. <laughs> oh. No, we're not I th- doing I Rey. thought you said who's going to get thrown out. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> all right. Everybody else has either already been a champion or has already held it, right? There's so many different ways you could go with Otis. Otis has the money in the bank. Does Mandy turn on him? Does he put the bank, to, uh, the briefcase on the line? And then down the line, he gets, you know, swerved by Mandy, and then she winds up teaming up with Sonia and Ziggler, right? Does he hold on to it for a year? And, you know, cash in down the line. Does Tucker get fucking jealous of him and his his singles run? Um, do, does he cash it in for the tag titles instead of fucking, you know, the, the heavyweight championship? That's the stupidest you know idea. I mean? There's so many different ways, though. There's so many yeah. different angles that you could use that money in the bank with Otis. Whereas if you gave it to AJ, you gave it to Brandon Corbin, it would have been more of the same old shit. Not only that, but Otis, he knows how to get over. You know, his in-ring stuff isn't a bunch of flips and it isn't super technical, but it's tight. The guy sells when he, you know, he knows how to sell. He knows how to fucking work a good match, you know, and he's an entertainer. So I have nothing against Otis. And, you know, he's put, you can give that gimmick to anybody else. They're going to flop with it. They're going to flop with it. So when you could turn chicken shit into chicken salad, I got respect for you. I got respect for it. I love Otis. Wouldn't 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 for Otis it make more sense turning chicken shit into fried chicken? Just saying. There um, you go. There you go. So okay. So let me the jokes right I, themselves. I know the, the 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 friends of the show, right? The friends of the show are gonna be like, oh Mario's gonna oh Mario's gonna lose it because Otis won. Like, am I a fan of Otis winning money money in the bank? Absolutely not. I didn't mention one name, Sam, that they could have gave it to, and they could have gave it to Alistair, Alistair Black, right? But Let's remove Alistair Black from the equation right now. Otis, we got what we got. He's Mr. Money in the Bank. I think him, I've seen it not only you, Sam, I've seen it all over the, the, the social webs. Yeah. Him cashing in for the tag titles, I think that would be a terrible fucking decision because why did it take from 2005, 15 years later, to now all of a sudden 
oh, you could cash it in for the tag title. I think that would be a terrible decision. It needs to be for either the Universal or the World Championship. And it would That's dirty it. the title, too. I, w- I would not be into him cashing in for the tag titles. That's one. Two, I'm sure Otis is a great dude. I, as a human, as a man, I'm sure he's a great dude. This character that he's doing is not a main event player. Santino, which was a comedic character, he was super over too, just as much as Otis was, but he was not a main event player. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't even, I don't even like how Otis won the match because it's like AJ had it and then he flipped it and then Otis just grabbed it. You, like you know, I kind of, I kind of called it on that last ladder match we had at the other pay per view. Where they dropped it and and um, where you had the Usos up on yeah, the... but see that was a that no, was no. a little bit he, he was that up was there a little bit different because all three of them were grabbing it yeah and then Morrison finally got the best of it, and then he just fell on top of the ladder so, so that was a little bit different AJ had it in his hands I know and then he he drops it he you know butterfingers and then Otis just he's on the floor and he catches it yeah I just he it was just, fumbled it well I told you I yes, told you, thank they were, you, thank they were, you. That, that's what it was he fumbled it and I'm like. What the fuck, man? It would have been different maybe if Otis and AJ had like a tug of war or something. Then I would have been like, but it's just the way he wanted. Yeah. And listen, watching SmackDown, right? Watching SmackDown this week and just seeing that 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 final shot before we get the end credits, like in the corner, where it's Otis, Mandy hugging him and Braun Strowman. I'm like, yo, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, well- I'm not. <laughs> I'm not into this, man. I'm not. And this is nothing against Otis, all right? I get that people are into this guy. I get it. I get it. The dude is an entertainment. He's an entertaining guy, all right? Yeah, but, but how long can you use that? Me. He's not for me, all right? I'm not knocking anybody else that it's into. He's not for me, and he's not a main event player. Yeah. Me, personally, I hope Mandy does screw him, whether it's a title shot or maybe I'm hoping where – where maybe Otis defends the briefcase like a title, which I think they should be doing more of it. Like, hey, I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. I'm going to defend my briefcase. Kind of like how Edge did it when he first won it. Kind of like how RVD did it. A lot of these guys in previous years, they defended the briefcase like a championship. What I hope for is Otis going to have a run with the briefcase. I'm not saying to take the briefcase away from him next week. I'm not saying that. But I do hope that maybe somewhere down the line, maybe – Mandy does turn on Otis and maybe cost him that briefcase. So now you could pass on the briefcase to somebody else and then they could do something with it. That's what I'm hoping for. I just don't – Otis to me, as ma- as a main event player, it just does nothing for me, you know? That, that's, you know, I feel like it would have benefited Aleister Black. You know, that's a guy that could be a main event player. That's a guy that you could build to that moment. Like, how dope would it have been for Aleister Black to cash in how, like, when CM Punk first won the title from Edge, after Batista powerbombed Edge, and then CM Punk came out and the crowd started going nuts. Like, imagine we got something similar to that with Aleister Black. I just, Otis just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I I, I see where you're coming from. He's not booked like a a main event guy, but I kind of like it. It's it's different, you know what I mean? It's, It's like... The way he won it, it's like almost like anything can happen. I told, I totally think that he will wind up losing it down the line. I don't think they're gonna put the title on him. To be honest with you, um, I feel like this is another way for him to gain sympathy down the line because we've seen it before with X Pac and Kane uh, mm-hmm. when Tori turned on Kane. 
and we've seen it before, you know, with, with uh, Mr. Kennedy losing the, the, the Money in the Bank briefcase. Right. You know, it's not the first time that they're going to, you know, do these kinds of storylines. It's almost like the both of them are going to intersect. And I, I really feel like if it's not Ziggler, it's going to be somebody else that wants to taking it off him. But for now, I'm just enjoying it, man. I'm happy for the big fella. You oh, know? I can tell by the smile on your face, Sam. Yeah, man. I can't <laughs> wait for the oldest Funko Pop to come out so you got a big belly up there, man. <laughs> That's my fucking Just put, just, yo, just grab a, just grab some dog shit and just put it in a Funko Pop. No. Man. <laughs> that, that, yo, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Uh, all right. <laughs> Damn, Leo. Even Leo was like, yo, that's fucked up. At least, at least a day old poop. Not, all right, not, all right. Not Let's uh, move on to something else talking about, uh, WWE before we move on to AEW. Um, Sami Zayn got stripped from the Intercontinental Championship, even though Sami Zayn is saying that he is still the real IC champion, and they announced, yes, another tournament on WWE. So we have a Cruiserweight tournament in NXT, and now we have an Intercontinental Championship tournament. So we have Brian and Gulak. We'll talk about Drew Gulak in a little bit. Gulak. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Gulak. Elias and Corbin. Elias went over Corbin, and then we got AJ Nakamura. Uh, next week. So, out of all these guys, obviously we know Elias is in. We know Brian is in. Who do we see in the final? I personally want to see AJ and Hardy in the final. Sami Zayn. Coming back. If he's still saying he's the real champion, if he's still saying that he's the real champion, it's storyline. I I think he's going to – what I think could happen is whoever wins this tournament, they're going to – they're obviously going to be Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, yeah. And then Sami Zayn is going to return with the IC Championship saying that he's the real IC Champion. And then we're going to see a feud kind of like we saw with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. Now, I think that's what we're going to get. Now, don't you think that WWE goes to the well a little bit too much? Like, uh, so and, – and that's why – because you said, oh, there's another uh, a tournament, tournament going on. Like, right. okay. If we, and, and again, we're, we're always going to do this. We're going to compare – Right, AEW has one tournament. That's it. They've drawn it out. They don't do it. You know what I mean? Like it's not the main focus. You have other matches. I think Vince was sitting there and said, "Oh, put this tournament together." Okay, we're getting ratings. Make every tournament now. You know, it's it. It kind of feels like dirty a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you're using this one title, even though Sami Zayn is still employed. He's still. You know what I mean? Like. You're you're putting too much into that storyline of okay, you know what? What title can we make vacant to have a new tournament? Is basically the way that I see it, right? So now, at the end, I think you are gonna see that AJ and uh, and Hardy. But do you really want to see that? Like at, at the end of this, because you know what the what the end result is gonna be? It's gonna be Sami Zayn coming back. If he's still I saying mean, that, that he's the champ, it depends on Sami Zayn, especially with what's going on in the world today. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, as le- at least what they're, how they're playing it off is the reason why we're not seeing Zam- Sami Zayn is because of uh, yeah. the pandemic and all this stuff that's going on. Uh, Sam, what do you think of this whole tournament and what's, what do you think is going to happen here? One of the things I just got to say is how crazy do you think Vince McMahon is right, right now? Just like yeah. so upset because you know he hates tournaments. That's part of the reason why the King of the Ring is no longer a pay-per-view. This guy fucking hates tournaments. You got a tournament. For the Intercontinental title, you got a tournament for the Cruiserweight. So this dude's probably pulling his fucking hair out with this pandemic going, what the fuck? <laughs> all of his creative plans have been thrown out the window, and we got tournament after tournament here. So that's one thing. The next thing is, I agree with you. Down the line, we're going to see Sammy show up, a la Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, 
and what they're doing with the Impact title over there uh, in the TNA title with Moose and Tessa, right? Um, I think this is a way that we put the IC title on Sheamus finally. You know what I mean? Uh, that's okay. the one title that he's never held before. Yeah. So I think that that's where they're, they're going. <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to turn Sammy face because right now, you know, he's running that heel gimmick with uh, with Nakamura. And you got Sheamus running a heel gimmick too. So I don't know. Maybe my prediction is just more of a, a sentimental one. Uh, but that's what I would like to see. I'm trying to think. The way that they've been pushing Hardy, I can see Hardy winning it. Mm-hmm. I can see Hardy winning it. Like, and then Sammy Jane popping up and being like, hey, I'm the real guy, blah, blah, blah. But who do I want to see when it changes? Why do you sound Italian? Okay. Um, one last thing. Oh, so Drew Gulak, he had an incredible match with Daniel Bryan yes, in did. the tournament. Daniel Bryan uh, beats Drew Gulak. They end with a handshake. You know, everything's cool. We, we've been enjoying the pairing of the two. We even talked about in previous episodes if they throw Chad Gable in there and make like a stable out of it. And then we come to find out yesterday, he did not get released, people. His contract expired, mm-hmm. and they never renewed his contract. So he uh. didn't get released. So he's pretty much free to go anywhere, whether once things are starting to open up, whether it's Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor or New Japan or AEW, he could go pretty much anywhere. Um, I like Drew Gulak as a performer, especially the last bit of stuff that we've been seeing him with Daniel Bryan. I think we saw more of a, a character development with him. Yeah. And if he continues that same momentum wherever he ends up deciding to go, I think it'll be good for Drew Gulak. I think, I think what you, I'm sorry, Sam, but I think what you were able to see with uh, Daniel Bryan is where Daniel Bryan vouched for him. And this was the first time in the WWE where you're able to see him develop a character. Before he yeah. did before he did any type of work with Daniel Bryan, he was just otro del montón, like another one of the pile. You know, the, you, there was nothing right. that stood out. Now, I did see that, the, was it 24-7, something on the, on the network where they were going to be in Philly, and Daniel Bryan was like, oh, this is my first time. Of course, he was speaking out of character, but this is my first time working with Gulak. I follow him along. I have the utmost respect for him. Let's see what happens. Now, you look at it, and then it turned into, what, two, three-month uh, thing that they were working on where they were feuding, then they were, came back, and then, you know, they were right. together. Right, this uh, happened at the Chamber, and with the Chamber was back, what, yeah, like, in it was, it was for the chamber. early March? Yeah, it was for the Chamber. Um, and so now it goes to show you Daniel Bryan vouching for this guy and not even knowing about this, but me personally looking at the, uh, at the show week to week, I was able to then have be emotionally invested in this guy is what I'm trying to say. So right. I was able to see him like peek through and and see some type of of something that he's doing. So again, when you look at it that way, it's like okay, it took Daniel Bryan after you having this guy for what three years there, four years there, for this guy to actually be able to show what he can do. So now that and and all the reports were like, oh, he got released, he got released, he got released. No, he just he probably wanted something else on the contract, and WWE wasn't you know they weren't gonna budge. But now you lost a talent that you've spent, what, six months trying to build? Yeah. So, but, Sam. hey, go ahead, Sammy. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, think, I think this is a really bad move from WWE because they put so much TV time on this guy right before his contract expires. And like you said, his contract expired. He didn't mm-hmm. get released. Right. So this is like a situation a la Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. He could pop up at Double or Nothing this week. He could pop up anywhere. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And why not? I understand that we're in tough times, but, you know, AEW is owned by a billionaire. Yeah. Why not make that power movement, sign him real quick, and have him pop up on Double or Nothing just to have more people talk? Yo, did they, you see Drew Gulak just popped up on Double or Nothing? Listen, you know listen, Sam, to add on to what you're saying is there's still, <clears throat> there's still two competitors for that ladder match that hasn't been announced. Imagine if he's a surprise entrant. Yeah. Exactly, bro. And then on top of it, I feel like, man, it, it it's almost like, he didn't get re-signed because I feel like it, he's just not Vince's cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how, I, I'm so shocked with that comment, Sam. <laughs> right, like that never you know, happens. Oh, Otis is not your your you know your cup of tea. Cameron Grimes' character, although I, I do love his in-ring work, the cowboy shit. I don't like cowboys, man. I don't like. I didn't like the smoking guns. <laughs> don't like the, the Cameron Grimes shit. I didn't like the fucking, the slop hoppier fucking Godwin motherfucker. I don't like the Southern bullshit. You don't like Godwin? It's funny as hell. <laughs> anyway, that's besides <laughs> the point. I think when, when, when Vince saw Drew G- Gulak, he just, oh, this vanilla motherfucking magic Jesus. Right. Ah, let his right. contract expire. So what if he shows up in that fucking AEW bullshit? I don't care. You know what I mean? Is that how Vince talks? Yeah, I just feel like that's, that's what, wound, what wound up happening with him. It sucks because the guy's super talented. And I feel like down the line, once wrestling opens back up, once they start letting us back into these venues, this is a guy that could tear it up in Bloodsport. This is a guy that could tear it up in Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor, you know, they're going to have this resurgence that we we started to see at the beginning of the year. Marty Scroll could call this guy up, you know, and have him show up at at a Ring of Honor show, and it would definitely, you know, pop some heads. I know that they're going to be bringing back the Pure Championship. So, like... There's a ton of opportunity for him down the line, you know, and as early as next weekend, we could, you know, potentially see him pop up on, on TV. So, I mean, right. he's going to be fine, especially the way that this ended up. It, all the cards are in his hands right now because he was just on fucking SmackDown yesterday or two days ago. Sorry, I thought today was Saturday for a minute. Uh, two days ago, you know, so, you know. It, he he'll he'll be fine, man. And I think that down the line, they're gonna see that they made a mistake with this guy because he's fucking really talented, yeah. you know, right. really fucking talented. So. <clears throat> All right, let's uh let's move on to AEW Dynamite once again this week. Gave us a phenomenal show. It's definitely the most entertaining show of the week in my opinion when it comes to wrestling. But even with that being said, there were some couple things that I didn't like of Dynamite, but still I enjoyed the show. Just so, you know, we could tell the WWE marks, like, oh, you only guys pick a WWE. You never say anything bad Acc- AEW. According I'm, to... I'm going to mention a couple things Sorry. of AEW that I didn't like, starting with the opening segment. Why? So, Jake the Snake uh, cuts a promo on Cody. It was kind of weird, but whatever. It's a Jake the Snake promo, whatever. This is what I didn't like. The camera pans out to Cody and his SUV. You know, he's revving the engine. He goes only a couple of feet. To stop the car, <laughs> and then he starts brawling with Lance. Wouldn't it have been better? Because obviously uh, Tony Khan owns that whole complex, right? Daly's place where the the Jacksonville Jaguars play. He owns that thing. Wouldn't it be better if you would have gotten a drone and you see Cody speeding through the parking lot, right, yeah. to get where he's at, and then he comes out looking like a badass? Dude, literally rev the engine to just go like right there. Yeah. Why? <laughs> that was so yeah. stupid. 
I felt the same way, bro. And it's almost like he didn't run through it. It's almost like he kind of chicken shitted when he hit it. He hit the brake real quick. It was, it, like, was like, oh, it was like this. It was, literally, Leo, it was like this, right? It oh, was no, like, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> so, uh, again, like, everybody's being real cautious with what they do, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and you're right. If you own the whole complex, like, do more to it. This is coming from people that used to watch WCW where you had, like, the monster trucks coming through and running over shit. The Hummer. The The, Hummer. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, Braun Strowman flipping over an ambulance. It looked real Bush League, to use your words. It looked real Bush League from uh, from AEW. And and it's kind of like, you know, when people, like, race and shit and, like, they go to take off and then they see the cop behind them and, like, okay, let me stop. Let me not do it type of thing. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, yeah. You could have done anything else with that car other than what you did is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like it looked it looked cheesy. Like, come on, we're, we're trying to stand up for you. You know, kind of the way I'm looking at it is the little guy against the the big guy, even though Khan has more money. But it's you know it's the little engine that could. But you're making it look like ECW before you know they were on TV type of thing. It, it, you know. And the thing and the thing <laughs> that shocks me about this too is this wasn't even live on Wednesday. It was taped. Like, slow it down. You know, use a car chase. Something. Go to Adobe or, or, you Flash. You know, they could have reshot something where <laughs> Cody's, like, driving, you know, like, speeding, like, pissed off or something. They could have reshot, added something. No, like, it was bro. It was just pointless. It was pointless <laughs> of him revving the engine just to drive it and then uh, just to, for a couple feet. His, his, bro- his brother played it off like he was getting chased by the by the O.J. Simpson uh, pickup truck back in the day. Do something like that. Get some stock they footage. Yeah, they could have done something, and they didn't do it. So I wasn't into that. Uh, it was announced uh, that Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, where he looks in phenomenal shape. Yes, he does. He's going to be introducing the TNT Championship. And I think this is a cool move for Not AEW. Sting. Not Sting. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah. Was that announced on the show? Yeah. Yes, it was announced on the show. Oh, so. man, I was listening to that shit. Oh. <laughs> I watched that shit too. Man. This... Fuck. Damn, anyway. Sam. Hey, you played yourself. Um, all right. I'm happy for Mike though. He does look like he's in great shape. Oh, so this now you're happy for Mike Tyson? Ten you minutes ago you, you were what? taking away his spot. Now you're happy for Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't know what the hell was going on with that. So maybe you... they were going to bring in Sting. But, you know, this is bigger for them. This brings, right. uh, you know, mainstream yeah. attention if you will especially with the buzz that mike uh has going on they're talking about you know i'm not Three. really into it but they're talking about bringing mike back into the ring to fight holyfield of all people who listen i'm I'll, listen that's something i'll pay for the shenanigans bro i'm all for yeah. the shenanigans i want to watch this train wreck especially with everything <laughs> yeah. that's going on i'll watch anything right. <laughs> i'm worried for holyfield to be honest with you because not saying that he didn't trash Mike the two first times because the guy is a tremendous fighter. But if you've heard of a Holyfield interview in the last couple of years, he doesn't sound like he's all there. He's very punch drunk. Um, so for him to jump in the ring at 50 years old with Mike Tyson, who yeah. any day can punch a fucking guy's head off, I don't think that's the move, you know. But it is what it is. Uh, this is good for Mike. You know, it's good for AEW. And, you know, it kind of brings back memories of early wwf uh, you know during the attitude era when they brought mike tyson in and you know got all those mainstream eyes on there so you know i don't think it's going to be the same kind of uh 
attention or media frenzy that they had back in the day when WWF did it, but it's definitely going to get people talking, you know? Right. All right. Um, Hey, Leo, can you pull up uh, the, the matches for Double or Nothing while yeah. uh, we go through some of these things? So um, let's talk about the Casino Ladder match, right? So as of right now, they announced uh, Kip Sabian, Scorpio Sai, uh, Frankie Kazarian, Orange Cassidy, Phoenix, Cole Cabana, Darby Allen, and there's two slots still open for this ladder match, right? What's interesting about this ladder match is that they're remixing it. They're adding their own little uh, rules to it. It's not going to be a typical ladder match where all competitors come out and then they just start brawling, trying to um, reach for the goal, which is going to be a, a casino chip. Mm-hmm. They're doing it kind of like Royal Rumble style, where two competitors start in the ring, and every, I believe, is 60 or 90 seconds, a new competitor comes out, and until all nine competitors are in the match, that's when the match officially starts. I think this is pretty cool, man. It's different, uh, different style of a ladder match. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really... Um... I really uh, am into it, and like we said, Drew Gulak could uh, could possibly pop up in this thing, and you know, and Sting, man, they, they, this is great. I mean, they're they're thinking outside of the box. They're definitely thinking outside of the box, and you know, it's different. It's right. that's all you could ask for. You know, for so many years we've been thinking same old shit, same old shit when we watch the WWE product, but um. You know, with AEW, they, they seem to consistently try to switch things up, you know what I mean, and give us something different. So why the hell not? You know, I'm all for this. I'm all for uh, Drew Gulak being a surprise entrant. I think that would be phenomenal. One one guy that needs to be in this match, he hasn't been announced yet, but he, he just needs to be in this match, and that's my guy, Joey Janela. He needs to be in mm. this match. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I, I've in... this, is, this, is, this is his style of, of, of work, you know. He, he needs to be in this ladder match. Yeah, I popped into the live uh, last night. It was pretty funny. Uh, I took took your advice and started watching that. It's, it's just funny with uh, what's that dude's name? Leroy. Leroy, nasty Leroy. Start, starting a cult, man. What the fuck was that about? But anyway, we're going off topic here. I think that uh, Scorpio Sky is going to win this thing, man. They put a bunch of uh, time into you know these uh, vignettes, if you will, with him uh, over the last co- course of a couple weeks and. I really feel like that's a guy that could could, could break away and, and be a top star, you know, in, in any company, you know. So I, I think that's going to be my pick. Um, as much as I would love Joey or like a Darby Allen to win this match, um, I'm with you, man. And, and taking nothing away from Scorpio Sky because I like him too. But uh, I think, you know, with some of the, the packages they've been showing us on AEW Dynamite and even on their YouTube, I think Scorpio Sky is the way to go. Um, so that's that's the one that makes the most sense. Right, 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 right. It makes the most sense. You know, they they they're they're adding to it. You know, mm-hmm. they're investing a lot into Scorpio Sky. Now, and especially with the match that he had with Jericho going back a couple months ago in Chicago, you know, he got a main event shine to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now yeah. I also got the other uh, the other things on the AWW or nothing. Um, you have the TNT Championship Tournament bracket final. Uh, between Cody and Lance Archer. Uh, what I have on the screen for the people to see is the actual quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. You had Cody beat Sean Spears, then Darby Allen to get to this spot. Lance Archer beat Colt Cabana and Dustin Rhodes in a really good match to get to the finals. Who do you guys think is going to win on that one? Uh, that's Lance Archer all day, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Lance Archer too. I think the story they're telling with Cody, and Cody's another guy, 
you know, him catching L's don't hurt the guy. Yeah. And I think the story they've been telling with Cody is Cody can't win big matches. He could win any other match, mm. but when it comes to big matches, he just can't he can't pull it off. And I think they're going to continue telling this story, and he's just going to add another layer to it. But, okay. uh, yeah, my pick is Lance Archer. Nice. Uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be – Hold on, be... Uh, Dude, who's your pick for uh, this match? For me, Archer. Okay. Because Before, because what happens ahead, is go, you, go ahead, Leo. you need to build a, a, a heel, right? Right. And what better way to build a heel than beating the face of the company, beating the ultimate baby face in AEW. Right. And again, to what we always say here is, you know, a loss is not going to hurt Cody. You know, that EVP is still going to be on his title, you know, but he understands the business where, you know what, they need to go against me. For me to build guys, and and that's kind of what we talked about before. Just looking at MJF, looking at Darby Allen, you know what I mean? Guys that you were not emotionally invested in until they get basically got the shine from Cody. And I think Lance Archer is at that spot right now. Um, not only are you putting the snake with him, but you also, you know, you have Cody putting them over. So again, yeah, Lance Archer. And I think we called this from the beginning when they first called the uh, the tournament. That this right. was going to be the final, but I don't think we ever thought that they were going to play it out like they did, like using right. dust, you know, using gold dust or Dustin as the sacrificial lamb, you know, and for his this wife whole thing. getting Brandy Rhodes getting you know molested by a snake. Yeah, like you never thought that they were going to get to that, and they did. So yeah, my right. choice. Uh, long story short, Lance Archer. All right, before let's put a pause on uh, on the predictions real quick because I want to touch on something else that happened at Dynamite this week. So. We talk about sometimes inconsistency with WWE, right? We talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. AEW, they also fall into this sometimes. They're, they're inconsistent with some of the stuff they tell us, and I'm going to explain to you why. This week on Dynamite, we got Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega versus PMP, LAX, Santana Ortiz, right? The New York Great Regans. match. During the match, Sammy G, my boy, my guy, he came out all crippled with a neck brace, you know, fucking – Walking all crazy and shit, you know, with a with a chair, if I'm not mistaken, trying to nail Matt Hardy. He ended up catching a twist of hate, if I'm not mistaken, right? Cool, whatever. It was kind of pointless. Sammy coming out all crippled, and then LAX end up losing the match anyway. They end up doing the job, no. but whatever. Fast forward to the next segment, we get Chris Jericho versus Pine Pineapple Pete. Jericho goes right through Pineapple Pete, right? And then Jericho starts cutting this promo. And then the inner circle come out. Sammy G now, he still has his neck brace, but he's walking fine. After the previous segment, yeah. he was walking all crippled. Like, you you caught a, a twist of fate from Matt Hardy, right? You came out to the ring for no reason with a chair, you know, apparently to attack Matt Hardy, right? And you came out all crippled. But now during this inner circle segment, you're, you're, you're selling the neck, but you're walking fine. Like... I just I think AEW needs to tighten up little things like that, because if we're gonna call it out on WWE, we're gonna do the same thing on AEW. But that's I, one thing I did not like. I'm sorry, but I think it also has to do with the wrestlers themselves. Um, there's been times, and and I think uh, Stone Cold called it out. He was like, um, he was watching Kevin Owens of all people, right? So Kevin Owens is selling his knee, right? But you know how Kevin Owens stops and then runs up the stairs like real quick. He's right. like, if you're if you're selling that knee, what all of a sudden you you know you have an issue just because you need right. to make your entrance, right. you right. know. 
So, and, and I think it happens with, with all of them, but you're right. And that's from a production standpoint. I remember when we were talking about this whole thing, when this whole thing started, all this stuff is recorded out of sequence or put in the, you know, like what, what they decide to do. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that was the thought of before, or we don't know. But right. you're right, we are calling them out on it. Just like if you guys ever find anything on here, you guys can call us out on it too. All right, let's continue talking about the segment, because this yeah. segment was really, really good, minus Sammy not selling. But yes, another So, Jericho gets on the mic, and he starts talking you know, shit about the elite, you know, saying, like, is the elite still a thing or whatever? So, he throws out a challenge for double or nothing. We're going to get a stadium stampede match, which is a fucking phenomenal name. Mm-hmm. At double or nothing is going to be the inner circle versus the elite, which is going to be Kenny Omega, the returning Adam Page and the Young Bucks, and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy is team elite, I guess, for all this. And what is a stadium stampede match? Yeah. They're pretty much going to beat the shit out of each other at the stadium in, uh, in Jacksonville. I think this is great. I think it's very creative. And if it's anything like what we got a couple of weeks ago between Omega and Matt Hardy versus Sammy G and Chris Jericho, if it's oh, anything that was like awesome. that, I'm so in. I like, I, I'm excited for this match. Really excited. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it's almost like a one-upmanship. We see, you know, WWE putting on a money in the bank with their their corporate ladder and then like Tony Khan's like, Oh yeah, well I want a fucking stadium. Yeah, so yeah. Like I own a but, boat. Um, <laughs> I own a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um other than that, man, it, you know, it's it's great. Again, thinking outside the box and I would love to see this return down the line when even when fans are in the building, you can put it up on the big screen and let us watch it. Like this could be an ongoing match for years to come. So and you would use a second stadium for the stadium stampede or the same stadium where the people are in? No, I don't think they could fill a stadium in Jacksonville until they get to, you know, ah. breaking at least a, a you know, 1.5 rating. You know what I mean? But, I, tell, um, I tell you what, I tell you what, though, um, the whole stadium stampede. I love that name so much. I feel like they should have saved it for like when AEW has a WrestleMania, it could have been called that stadium stampede. Cause that's a great name. Yeah, it is. It is, it is a phenomenal name. And I I'm all for it. Like I said, keep it, bringing it back years from now, bring it back, bring it back. You know what I mean? And it, it, the name reminds me of WCW a little bit. It, it really is. does. You know, it is. So it's very WCW. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it though. Um, who do you got for this match, man? Oh, man. I don't think it's time for the inner circle to take an L yet. You know, they're very NWO adjacent, the way that they right. come off. Right. So I feel like inner circle still got to pull it out, you know? I feel like the the one thing about inner circle is, and we've even talked about this privately, or I think we mentioned it on our IG Live, um, that even though Chris Jericho dropped the world title, they're still the elite, no pun. They're the top group. And... You have the returning Young Bucks. You still have the returning Adam Page coming into this match. They got ring rust. Yeah, I know that they've wrestled each other and being the elite. I get all that. But when it comes to, like, on Dynamite, they need to get rid of that ring rust. So I think they could afford a loss, and you keep building the inner circle. I'm I, I'm going with the inner circle on this one, too. Yeah. And um, Adam Page and Kenny, they're still tag champs, right? So, and the whole thing is with, Adam Page and him kind of having like a little animosity, a little friction there. 
maybe we could build onto that story within this match. You know what I mean? Where like maybe something goes left between those two, or you know maybe it goes left between Adam Page and one of the Young Bucks, or even Matt Hardy. You know, like they bring mm-hmm. Matt Hardy in, and Adam Page is like, oh, you know, I leave for a little bit, and you bring this fucking guy in. You know what I mean? Right. Right. What, what, what are you doing here? You know, and you, you know, changed me so quickly. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different angles you know going into this that you can use that's why i'm such a fan of it it's it's great you know i i have and and i know the 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 answer that you guys went with is uh the inner circle but i think especially with with what you're you're building against right there's a stadium stampede it's supposed to be you know no rules all crazy i think what's going to happen is yeah you are going to have the inner circle win but they need to win as a heel group. You know what I mean? Like, pull out all the heel moves that you can. You know, these are the baby faces. Like you guys are saying, you know, you got Matt Hardy and, and you know, Adam Page, Kenny Omega. You know, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, you can kind of have, hey, they did win as, as cheating, you know, as a heel. But you should have caught that type of thing. Like, like build it more into, like, build it as a starting point for other feuds. Don't just make it a, a throwaway match. And I right. think with, with double or nothing, that's what you need to do. I'm gonna go with the with the inner circle, but I still think you're gonna build a lot of uh, storylines coming from it. All right, uh, read off the the rest of the the matches. So All right, so uh, you got Private Party versus the Best Friends, uh, tag team to determine the number one contender for the championship. Sammy, I'm going Best Friends on this one. We haven't seen much of Private Party on on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, and I feel like, you know, the best friends have been on TV a while. They've been, you know, consistently put it on decent matches, you know, and I'm going to go best friends on the, on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go best friends too. They've been investing a lot into the best friends, catching these wins. Uh, and we, prior party, great team, but they're still young. A loss is not going to hurt them. It's not really going to make much of a difference, you know? So mm. I'm going with best friends. Nice. And and you know what? I think also with the best friends, and again, I think we've watched wrestling long enough to understand that if you're seeing them on TV, they're going to push them. So, right. uh, yeah. again, uh, the next match, a singles match, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Chris Statlander. Samuel. Can, can I just say that Britt Baker has come leaps and bounds since we first seen her or saw right. her on Diamond. Uh, man, like from catching the concussion to, you know, botched moves in the ring to now being one of the best promos in professional wrestling. Yeah, I said it and I'll stand behind it. She knows how to cut a fucking heel promo. And I think right. that goes to show, you know, how much, you know, talent is in AEW that's helping her along. She said on uh, Busted Open the other day that she's been asking Chris Jericho for advice and uh, guys like him. And I'm just really, really fucking proud of her. I think that she wins. It sucks for Chris Statlander because Chris Statlander is a great in-ring performer. And she caught the early loss from uh, 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 what's her, Nyla what's Rose. Her Nyla Rose. almost called her Nia Jax. Fucking, <laughs> um, Thinking about your girl. Oh, Lord. Anyway, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, it sucks that she's going to be taking this L because I really feel like it's it's not going to go Chris Statlander's way, especially with how they've been, uh, 
you know, portraying Britt Baker at the moment. So Britt Baker all the way. Sorry for Chris Statlander, but, you know, there's, you know, weeks that she could maybe recover from this and, and maybe they could build a storyline with her down the line. Yeah, Britt Baker has made a complete 180. Um, you know, the whole face, her being a baby face was not working. And an interesting tidbit with Britt Baker, this is her first time ever being a heel, ever, you know, and she's knocking it right out of the park. And she needs this win. You know, she needs a win. She could win drastically, you know, in any fashion. Um, and why I do like Chris Statlander, too. Uh, yeah, Br- Brit's the way to go. So I'm going Britt Baker. Nice. Uh, also, Britt Baker, uh, I think with everything that's going on, you also have the next match, the no DQ and no count out for the AEW Women's Championship. I think the winner of those two, between Chris and uh, Britt Baker, should go after Nyla Rose, who I think is going to win the next match. Uh, you got Nyla Rose versus Hik- Hikaru Shida. Uh, I think Nyla, you have to keep the title on her. You have that monster heel. She plays it up on her social media. Like, uh, just keep it on her. Like, that. that's money there. I think when it comes to that match, because she does a good work or two, and her English isn't bad. Her English is actually pretty good. So this one's kind of hard to call. I feel like if Britt does go over on Chris Statlander, then I think Sheeta could win. Mm-hmm. Sheeta should win. And then we have face and heel, obviously. With whole uh, Nyla Rose and DM and uh, Britt Baker program, that would be great, you know, seeing both because they both could cut promos. And they, But it's like, do you really want to see a heel versus a heel? Maybe somehow Nyla Rose wins, but she wins like maybe – Cheetah's foot was maybe underneath a rope or something, so it's might made it maybe a crooked win somehow. And if Britt wins her match, maybe becomes a three way, so maybe it'll make sense a little bit more. But I'm not really for a Britt Nyla Rose program, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not for that. Yeah, uh, Sam? I'm not ready for that either, uh, just because I feel like they're both very two very strong heels, and right now. I feel like they're the two strongest characters in the women's division. No. Um, so to put them together, I think that would be a mistake. I think Nyla Rose is going to win this. I popped big when she was like, I found your kendo stick and cracked the girl in the head. Yeah, yo, I was cracking the fuck up. Um, I, I don't think it's time to take the title off her just yet. Right. Who did she wrestle after this? I don't know. I don't think it should be Britt Baker, mm-hmm. and I don't think it will be Britt Baker even though, you know, they do, like, this whole ranking situation. Um, I don't know where they go from here, but I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Nyla Rose, can, you know, continuing as the champ. Yeah. What's the next one, Leo? We have uh, the – well, we're talking about the casino ladder match. Um, we talked about With the that, people yeah. you have. No, no, but it's on the list. Uh, you got John Moxley, John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Uh, Moxley coming in as the champion. Um, I'm not that invested in this match. Like, I haven't been keeping up with, with that far up. Uh, but I think you don't take the title off of Moxley. You keep it on him. Yeah, this uh, this feud kind of came out of nowhere. Mm. And in many ways, it's kind of a B-side feud. Because it's not like... It doesn't feel for the title. Really, it's not really a, a main event caliber match. And that's no disrespect to Bro- Brody Lee and John Moxley. Like, I'm more invested in Cody and Lance Archer. Like... Yeah. You're crowning that new champion. I, I think, me personally, I would make that the main event. But uh, this is the world championship, so who knows what's going to be the main event. Um, listen, 
these two guys, they both have great chemistry with each other. Going back to their WWE days when they were having matches, you know, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, they both tear it up. Even if it's if it's just a regular match, they beat the shit out of each other. So I expect no different here in AEW. And yeah, you know, uh, Brody Lee, this whole Dark Order, Vince McMahon knockoff, I, um, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm not saying I like it either. I'm no. kind of in between. Like some promos are okay cool and then other ones i'm like you know this is just too much to knock at vince you know i'm not really into that do, so do it's kind of got... in, in a weird it's kind of in a weird place i know Brody lee is doing the best he can with it but his in-ring stuff has been great so i expect no uh i expect this match to be good but i'm going with john moxley there's no way Brody lee is winning this uh championship uh be... sam go, go ahead, yeah, sam. i'm going john moxley as well and I expect uh, some kind of shenanigans with, uh, you know, the Dark Order to cost uh, Brody Lee the, the title, and then you'll see some kind of punishment going down on Dynamite, you know, mm. a la some Vince McMahon skit situation where he's making one of them fucking kiss his ass or eat dog food or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you know where this is headed. So, you know, John Moxie all, all the way, and I'll, I'll be the one to say it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the Dark Order, uh, the, the route that it's taken uh, with this whole Vince McMahon knock. Um, I feel like, you know, every, every real wrestling fan like like us, any hardcore wrestling fan, knows exactly what they're doing here. Right. And yeah. right. It, it, it's, it's stupid. You got to stop fucking mentioning WWE unless it has something to do with the accolades of the performer in the ring. This person right. was a former WWE champion. That brings credibility to the person in the ring. You don't need to keep knocking WWE, right. smashing fucking thrones and dressing people up like the owner. It's fucking stupid. Let's move forward. This was supposed to be sports, you know, more of a sports feel type of professional mm-hmm. wrestling, a la the old WW, uh, WCW and NWA feel. doesn't feel like that right now. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. So... I'll go on record to say I don't fucking like it right now. And John Moxley wins and down the line, you know, who knows where the Brody Lee character goes, but I don't think they're going to make any kind of changes right now. I totally could see somebody fucking one of the evil Uno eating dog food on fucking Wednesday night. Yo, dark, the dark order was doomed to begin with the second they, they showed up, bro. The second they showed up at, <laughs> I, can believe it was, I believe it was at double or nothing one, right? Last year. When y'all was like, oh, I like it, I like it. I'm like, yo, get this shit off my TV. This is terrible. Do you, I had high hopes for it. Do you guys yeah, remember? Guess what? What? You and Leo had high hopes for it. And I was I like, did. yo, this is I did. trash. I did. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys remember when Brody Lee first appeared on TV? And we were like, well, on AWTV. And we were like, you know, I hope they don't do it every week. Because they'll get right. old quick. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what they've been doing. They They do it every single week, man. Like, and you know what? I don't mind Brody Lee in a suit. That's cool. But stop with the with the too much McMahon. Too much. It's like the dude's butt hurt because he he didn't get a push. And it's like, dude, you want to prove your point? Don't stop taking digs. Like it's just too much. Like the first the first one, the first week was cute. Okay, you got it out of your system. Yeah. But every single week, I'm not but, for it, But man. that's what they, we were talking about. Like, okay, you got your shots in. Boom, let it go. You know? Right. Now, now build the character. If you tell me right now, what is Brody Lee? 
What character is that? He's Vince. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Vince. But, but okay, so t- how are you building a character that we've known for years? You know what I mean? Like you're just trying to reinvent, and and it looks grimy. You know what it what it reminds me of? Remember when WWE was uh, all bent out of shape because um, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man went to WCW, and they did those like CNN Live, Larry King Live skits. Macho Man, Macho Man, yeah, Macho Man. You guys remember that, right? So that's that's exactly what this sounds like. That's exactly what this feels like. It feel and and it's not supposed to be that way. You're the winner. You're the one that got Brody Lee. You're the one right. that got this performer. Build on that performance. It, it just goes to show you too. There's a reason why Bray Wyatt was the leader of the Wyatts. Because you know, in my opinion, as much as I like Brody Lee, the performer, he's not really doing a good job. You know, leading the stable. But I th- I think it has to do with the writing too. Like let him just. You give him bullet points, right? Your bullet point number one: be like Vince. Okay, you're lost. Like if 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 I was Jericho, I would tell Brody Lee, like, dude, cut the the tone down the McMahon, like, be your own thing, like, yeah. That's what I if I was Jericho, because you know he's considered the locker room leader. That's what I I would be guiding Brody Lee, like, yo, dude, it's it's just not it's not working. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I don't know. And the last match, MJF with Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. That should have been all the way at the bottom. I don't know why they have it up up at the top. But that's the last match from Double or Nothing. MJF is the man versus Jungle Boy. That's hard. That's that's hard. That's two guys that they, that's what she that said. they, they really want to uh, to push. But I'm going to go with MJF on this one just because of the way that they have been pushing him. You know what I mean? And Jungle Boy, he's obviously somebody that they're going to push down the line. But right now, it seems like this is MJF's time. Right. I like uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, great talent. He has superstar ring all over him. But... Uh, MJF, he needs to win. You got to continue this momentum with MJF, especially we haven't seen him in a, in the ring for a while. So this is his, you know, he did wrestle this week, but but this is his returning, I guess, in a main slot, you know, like in a in a you know in a match against Jungle Boy, and MJF has to win. You know, I don't see Jungle Boy winning at all. Yeah. Not at all. So that's that's your your matches for Double or Nothing. I'm actually real interested in watching this uh, Stadium Stampede to see what it is. You know, it's a gimmick I'm match, and we know that. that but I'm so pumped for that. Yeah. That should be the main event. Right. That should be the main okay, event. Okay, so as of right now, you think that the TNT Championship is going to be the main event? No, I think that the, the Moxley uh, Brody match is going to be the main event. You can't, nah, man. Nah. I don't want that to be the main event. I, th- I think you called it. You nailed it right now. You nailed it by saying... Stadium Stampede should be the main event. End the show with a bang. Yeah. You start the show like I'm sure you got you're gonna have the buy-in match, which is probably gonna be best friends versus private party. Yes. You start the show. That's gonna be the buy-in. You start the show hot. And, you know with what? With the ladder match. You start the show with the ladder match. Okay. So now the show is gonna go like this. It's gonna crescendo and kind of go up and down. That's it's gonna have a nice flow to the mm-hmm. show. The last three matches, main event, uh stadium stampede. Maybe the world title and then the TNT championship. Those should be the final three matches. So why don't you put Nyla Rose up there? Because you can't have the women's matches back to back. Right, well, that's true. So maybe maybe you swap out one of the two title matches and put the women's match in there. I, I think you do TNT, Nyla Rose, and then Stadium Stampede. Because you kind of do that that crescendo thing. 
We'll Just see. Saying. But we'll again, you, you can't mess around with John Moxley because he is your champion. You can't put him to start the show. <laughs> you know? I mean, yo, I mean, listen, we, we kind of we sound kind of down on John Moxley and Brody Lee, but the, I think the match is going to be good. Maybe they start yeah. the show. Yeah, maybe they start the show with the world title. I mean, it's been done before. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. But again, I think we're all emotionally invested in this. I think we're mm-hmm. going to tune in. I think it's 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 always good to see a new pay per view. Um, Hopefully, I'll have my cable back. Yeah. My file. But by the way, but, tripping. By the way, full disclosure on the actual uh, display for Double or Nothing, Mike Tyson's right there. Just saying. <laughs> He's r- literally like in the middle of damn, the of damn. the poster. I didn't see it, man. Just saying. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. All right. So, uh, I guess that's it, right? We don't got nothing. Do you, Do you wanna um? Do you guys wanna? Do you guys have any thoughts on the whole Del Rio arrest, or we don't wanna talk about that? I'm not all right. Man. Del Rio's been a mess for. <laughs> he can retire. Man. He can retire. He'll be all right. He'll be, He'll be all right. He'll, be He'll probably go to Mexico and not get deported. I think he should do jail time. Without talking about the whole thing, he needs to do some jail time. Of course. Yeah, he, he needs the jail time so he can get his fucking act together. He He's the Mexican version of Teddy Hart, bro. He's fucking wilding out. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right, man. Uh, you said it. Sam, what? Uh, give me your plugs. Oh, no. Leo, give me your plugs, man. My plugs? LosRadio.com. Follow us everywhere. We're starting out with uh, Freaky Friday and Freaky Saturday. We got DJs coming on. You can actually mix from your house. Uh, anywhere in the world. I actually had a DJ from Colombia this weekend um, on Friday. He was on. So, again, if you're a DJ or know a DJ that's saying, I, I never get a break, well, losradio.com. You actually get to mix from home. And El Pizza Che, where I'm selling pizzas like crazy. There you go. The pizza game is strong. Just saying. Sam? All right. My Instagram shout-out for uh, this week. Last week, I shouted out. Queen of the Ring. I'm shouting out another queen. This is Queen of Wrestling. Um, she does a lot of interviews with uh, with some wrestlers that you know you, you've seen on AEW and on the independent scene. Um, another Pokemon nerd like myself, so go check her out. She's always posting some good wrestling content. Uh, you can follow me at Sammy Suplex everywhere. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even on Pokemon Go, people. Grinder. And that's about it, man. Go ahead, Mario. <laughs> you got to throw, throw in that Pokemon plug in there. Ay, Dios mío. Right, I choose you. Come on, baby. Come on. Oh, stop. Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my match of the week is Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins from Money in the Bank. That was an incredible match. Pay-per-view quality match, even with no crowd. Um, and you can find me at Rated R since 87. But make sure you follow us, like us, subscribe to us, at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and make sure you download uh, the podcast and leave us a five-star rating review. And that is it. By the way, my son's been walking around, and he's been playing with all the tools that I got back here. All I know is he was playing with, like, a blade. I don't know. It's probably the Spanish in him. Uh, it's a good show, though, guys. It's fun. Yeah. Sa- yeah. yeah. It's really, fun Sam? Show. Pokemon? Right. Like, do, do you have a Pokemon right. ball that you throw around in your house? I'm trying to catch them all, Leo. I'm trying to catch them all. I even got this, this charger oh here my that God. I've been using. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Pokemon Mark, baby. Did you watch Detective Pikachu? Yes, I did. That was a great movie. That was a great movie. Even if you don't watch Pokemon, that was a great movie. That was yeah, a really good movie. 
Yeah, Pikachu was a little bit of a smart ass. <laughs> I fucked with that's, it. That's my type of guy. <laughs> I'm a talker. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was like Deadpool, but different. You know, right, I, I right. was actually... <laughs> and, and it was funny because I followed um, Ryan Reynolds' career right from, you know, right. from the beginning. And in one episode, he actually said that he every character that he's played has had some Deadpool in him. Like, if you go back and watch all his characters, yeah, I agree. There's some Deadpool in all of them. So he's, he's that 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 part. Deadpool was meant for Ryan Reynolds, of course. And and the funny part is, he actually got a shout out on the Deadpool uh, comics way before he even played Deadpool. That's cool. Yeah. So he was like, I look like a, a Deadpool in the in the comics. I look like a mix between a scrotum and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Mario. Uh, for the old man, Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Keep it rated R.